All right, another episode here of Whiskey Throttle Radio. Racing is back. So Whiskey Throttle Radio is back. Presented by the Moto Hub, the only app dedicated to motocross and off-road enthusiasts like yourselves. We have a great episode here for you. Up first is Camp Coker GNCC overall winner Josh Strang. I want to talk about his race in South Carolina, you know, his season so far, and you know, just how he got into the sport. Really good interview with Josh. After that is Austin Root, who has been grinding, getting ready for the 2020 Outdoor National Series. We talked to him about that, you know, living in Florida. We talked to him about, you know, he lived in Europe for a year and raced over there and stuff like that. So really good conversation with Austin. Um, before the episode, though, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, makers of high quality racing oils. But they also have degreaser, you know, bike, bike cleaner, chain lube, everything you could ever need. Uh, they have it, so check them out at bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D, lubricants.com. And use promo code WHISKEY for 10% off their website. Um, just uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And, uh, yeah, enjoy this episode. <laughs> right now is the overall winner from the camp coker gntc it's josh strang how's it going man oh no much how are you guys doing i'm doing good dude um just happy that there's there's some racing going on i'm sure you're you're feeling the same yeah it's good we uh we ended up i think it was close to nine weeks we had uh breaks so, uh it kind of came on quick too once mm-hmm. they once they got a date sorted out we got got under underway fairly quickly so uh, it was a bummer to have the, that break there, but uh, um, I mean, it is what it is, and we're back racing now, so it's good. Yeah, uh, dude, first things first, congrats on, on this weekend. I had to feel good uh, grabbing the overall win. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, man, it's good. It's, uh, like I've, I've been posting a little bit about that, it's it's uh, it's overdue. I mean, I've, I've, it's not like I haven't been trying to win races. It's just uh, it's not easy, is it? as it seems so it's uh it's always difficult and it was difficult on the weekend too but uh no i was excited to get a win and uh um just yeah i mean it was just it was just cool i felt like i'd been riding well so Mm -hmm. to be able to to be able to win a race there um at round five it was good man i was happy with it that's for sure yeah you talked about overdue first win since 2016 i believe yeah yeah so i think almost pretty much I think June 2016 was mm-hmm. when I won last. So, yeah, so pretty much four years on the on the dock. So uh, definitely a long, just a long gap in between race wins. But mm-hmm. there's been some good, like I mean, it's my like I haven't been down in the dumps for the last four years. I've been having good results. There's, there's no wins, and that like I said, they're not easy to come by, yeah. uh, especially when you're racing with people like. Well, I mean, obviously with guys like Caleb and then Joe Thad and Stu and. Um, all those guys in the mix, it's not, it's not, 
like it's not a walk in the park. I don't even I don't think for anyone. So uh, yeah, it's definitely been definitely been a long time, but uh, it's a relief to 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 get one finally. We'll get another one finally. Yeah, it uh, it seems like maybe that over the last two or three years, see, there's a, been quite a few guys that can really go out there and win races. I mean, yourself, like you said, uh, Caleb Russell, Thad, Ricky Russell, uh, Stu, all those guys. It's kind of similar to how it was back when you were on Suzuki's in 2010 when it was you, Charlie, uh, Wibley. It's it's cool to see because it seems like for a little bit there, there was kind of just, you know, Caleb in, out there. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the like Caleb stepped up his game uh, over the years, and I think everyone's had to catch, like change their programs, myself included, and and try and catch up and and or catch up to the curve. So I feel like maybe I've taken a little longer than some of the other guys, and I feel like I'm finally getting a little closer. So it's been good, and I mean it's good. I like I like having to work with something, yeah, and uh, have, having to change up my program and and look at look at where I'm getting beaten why I'm getting beaten and try and fix that uh, throughout the week and in the off-season. So it's been fun. It's been a fun process, and, and uh, we'll just keep going. So what was it about, uh, the, you know, the Camp Coker course? Was it you were just feeling comfortable in the sand? Did you just wake up and you felt good that day, or was anything different? Uh, no, not really, man. Like, the, we had a, I had a good race two weeks before in you know, Georgia, and, I mean, obviously the, the first four rounds have been good to me, so... Uh, and I feel like I've been riding good, but I feel like I've been riding good since about this time last year. I feel like I've I've had the speed to be, get podiums and and potentially race for wins. But I think it's just taken time to get comfortable back up front and mm-hmm. and finally click one off. So nothing really, nothing really felt any different uh, on the weekend. Like I didn't wake up feeling like a superhero or anything. I just uh, I just I just had a good day, and that's what. That's what it takes to to win those races. They're long races. You just have to have a good day and make no mistakes and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's also, uh, you know, I know I just saw this. I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but the first win for that Babbitt's Kawasaki team, obviously it's a young team, so uh, that had been really cool too. I'm sure they were all super stoked on that. Yeah, it was a, their first win. Uh, I mean, obviously they won a lot in arena cross over the years. I don't know, like maybe nine or ten championships at arena cross or something crazy like that. So, uh, they'd been they'd been winning, and then they moved off road, and it's just a new program for them. So, yeah, they were definitely excited, and I think it was the first win for Kawasaki and GNTC since uh, 2010, maybe. So, I mean, that's a long time too. So, it's uh, yeah, I mean, everything worked, and uh, everyone was happy with it, well, myself included, and the team. And um, yeah, we we uh, it's hard to it's hard to get super happy at the end of a race because you're just so wore out but uh, but uh yeah i definitely was i was definitely excited to uh to finish first out on the yeah. weekend it was fun and i had it i mean i had a good Caleb and i had a good race uh unfortunately he crashed there on the last lap so uh it definitely made the last two miles for me mm-hmm. uh easier uh i have a feeling if he didn't crash we would have been going we would have been going at it until the finish line so uh uh yeah, it was definitely definitely made it a little easier on me there the last yeah. couple of miles, but, but I'll take it. Man, I always think it's so crazy. I race, um, you know, hair scrambles down here in Florida, but it's even our races are the same way. Like you race for two hours, and still the races are decided by just a few seconds. You know, most of the time, which is just unreal. And I 
like the you know the pro motocross guys talk about you know bat being in a battle for a whole moto or whatever but you guys are racing pretty much a three-hour moto and being yeah. full, full on the whole time it's i don't think people understand how gnarly you know gnc guys are yeah it's it, i mean yeah we get to race each other when you're not even racing each other man you got to race you know, lappers and mm-hmm. and the other classes as well as the corner so, so it's definitely there's a lot of uh a lot of focus and everything that you have to have to do to get through the race competitively and then yeah to finish only well if you finish only sometimes seconds apart from the guy in front of you or behind you it's uh it's crazy to think that over the course of two hours 45 or three hours you can finish that close and it's funny that i guess it's just funny how you someone's speed can be that similar and you can finish that close it's just uh it's strange how it works, but it's, I mean, that make, that makes it exciting for everyone when, when the races are close like that. And uh, that's just how it goes. For sure, man. Um, let's talk about your team a little bit more. Like you said, long time arena cross team. They were crushing it. You know, Tyler Bowers, all those guys last year was their first year in GTC. And so now it's the second, how much did, you know, the team improve over the off season, just because it had to be so different for them last year, you know, going in with you and Ashburn, just not really knowing what to expect. And then, how much did you guys kind of improve on, you know, the program, the bike, all that stuff over the off season? Uh, well, so the good thing is, uh, so Babbitt's on the had the, they, they uh, run most for the majority of the team, but Kalsaki always also brought on uh, Fred Andrews and Joey mm-hmm. Mauer. So Joey's my mechanic and Freddie's been around. Yeah. Well, motocross engine to see for years. So he, so I think those two there um, helped the team a lot just, um, so they were more prepared last year. Uh, and then, I mean, as far as this year goes, I know I didn't change. I haven't changed uh, much on the bike at all since about halfway through last year. So uh, we, we've we just been, I mean, we just keep chipping away and working at things. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, the bike, the team getting uh, getting into the GNCC type of racing, I think Freddie and Joey really helped out there. Because uh, I think I'm not like I don't know a whole lot about arena cross, but I know I know how much different the racing mm-hmm. is. You can just tell just by watching it. So uh, I think Danny and uh, and Eddie, the owner, once they they came to a few races last year, they realised how much different it was and what kind of different parts and, and that sort of stuff yeah. that we needed to get through a season. So I think for, for those guys, it was a learning curve. But I think luckily, like Jordan and myself. Freddie and Joey have been around for yeah. uh, been around for quite a while. Where we nothing, we weren't really surprised by anything, mm-hmm. and we, for the most part, were prepared uh, for the season last year. And then uh, to get a season under our belt, and then uh, come into this season uh, with one one year year together, I think it made it a lot easier. And everyone's doing better. Like my, my results are better, and Jordan's results are better also. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's definitely cool to see too. When I heard they were coming over, um, obviously the Arena Cross series kind of folded. So when I heard they were coming over to GNCCs, it was really cool. It seems like you know the series has grown so much over the last couple of years, and I don't know if maybe I'm just noticing it more, but it looks like more motocross guys start to come over now and stuff like that. And it's a pretty strong XC1 class and XC2 class is huge too. So it seems like the GNCC series is uh, doing really good right, right now. Yeah, the yeah, the GNCC's going mad, man. The people just 
I think people are like even there's a lot of people, like you said, a lot of motocross people, not even uh, pros, like just amateur motocross yeah. people realize their their value for money as far as the racing goes is a lot better at GCC. Like I think the amateur class is maybe a 40 or $50 entry fee. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm not sure. And, and they get the race, even if they do the morning race, they're still racing for two hours. So it's like you, like it's at least double your time you do if, if you go to a local motocross. And I think just, yeah, the, the atmosphere is more friendly. Mm-hmm. You don't like, there's a lot less egos at the, at the off-road stuff. And I think it's, um, as far as the amateur level goes, I mean, I think it just, it's just, it's cool to do. I like, I really enjoy motocross, but just to get you, get you racing in and, and have a good time, the off-road GNC stuff's where it's at. And, uh, yeah. As far as our pro classes goes, I mean, it'd be nice to see five or six more guys on the XC1 row, but the, they have that XC2 row and that, they, I think they have like 30 people in that every race. So it's hard for an XC2 guy to jump up to race the XE one class, I just it just it's just fairly tough for them unless they have the the time to train and put in the effort and, and also the the uh, support to go racing every second weekend or whatever it is. So uh, it definitely, I would like to see a few more people up there just so the class is a little bigger. But it's uh, it's cool to see some moto guys come out every now and then, and and uh, definitely the social media side of things that some of the moto stuff. Mm-hmm they pay a little more attention to the off-road scene as well, which is good. Definitely. Um, I worked at a company in North Carolina last year called Risk Racing, and they were, you know, strictly motocross for a long time, but it seems like they were starting to lean towards, you know, supporting some more off-road guys and going to more off-road events because, first of all, they're in North Carolina, which is the off-road community is huge up there. So um, it's it yeah. seems like more companies are going that way as well, which is cool to see. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, really, you just got to look at the numbers every second weekend. GTC have just Sunday alone, I think, like over a thousand bikes, yeah. maybe. So for the, I think that's on average, it's over a thousand. So maybe sometimes even more. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's just crazy not mm-hmm. to not to invest advertisement or support into a series like that. So uh, no, I think it's good that I think companies are seeing where the where the uh um the customers are spending their money and i really think it is like people who go gtc racing they're going they may not have the the brand new bike but they have every weekend they're busting off foot like brake pedals and shifters and brake levers and handguards and they and they're going to buy new stuff so i think they're spending the money to go race whereas you go to a motocross and this is just my uh, uh, opinion or whatever. A lot of motocross people think they need to get stuff for free because they're racing motocross and mm-hmm. uh, and they don't want to pay where I think the off-road guys, they just want to go race. So they're going to go buy their parts from the dealership or whatever and, and go race. Uh, so I think it just, I think more money on the privateer side gets spent uh, for off-road. So it's cool to see companies um, stepping up and supporting the series. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. So, Josh, where's uh, where's home base for you right now? Where are you, you know, riding? Where are you training? And who are you riding with? Uh, so I'm up in Lake Norman, uh, okay. in North Carolina. So it's it's nice up here. I like it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of home, and uh, it's fairly central to the first half of the season. And then it's not 
too far of a drive for the rest of the season. So it's a good place to live, and this is where my, my wife's from here as well. So we're close to her family, and that makes it easy. But uh, as far as ride goes, I've got a couple of guys who do uh, some local motocross stuff, and they have some tracks that they prep up. So I can go do that. And then I have some other guys. I ride with Heath Harrison a little bit. Um, just locally, mostly private woods tracks and then uh, private motocross tracks. And I also get to ride, uh, actually ridden with Bo- uh, Bollinger's track, mm-hmm. Silver so Silver Creek. Val- Creek or Valley? Yeah. One of those. Silver Creek, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so that's with Bollinger. With Bollinger. And that's because he's, he's got all the equipment and, and it's a nice little track up there. So when he preps it up, it's mm-hmm. good. And uh, I've also been up to Caleb's new track a few times to ride too. So and I've got, I got the I got a good variety of places to ride. It all really all depends on weather. So the last couple of weeks we've been getting a bunch of rain, yeah. so we're, it's hard to ride in the woods because I'm not a huge like I don't need to practice in a swamp. Uh, and I hate like I don't like cleaning up my bike if every day that I'd have to go ride. So uh, so recently we've been doing a fair bit of motocross riding just on tracks that get prepped and uh, yeah, I, so I just go. I can normally find a couple of places. I've actually always also been going down to Stu's place or Shoulder yep. now, and he can prep up as well. So I've got a lot of riding uh, options around here, which is good. Yeah, I used to I used to live in Huntersville, so I I was, oh, yeah. I was shocked when I moved up there. There's so many places to ride, and every time you're driving down, you know, up up or down I-77, there's bikes everywhere. Someone's got a bike in the back of the truck. So definitely a lot of riding up there. Yeah, no, it's good, and yeah, and a lot of private private tracks. So you kind of just once you get, once you have stayed here for a while, and you get to know this guy who knows that guy, mm-hmm. uh, you can definitely get get a get an in on a lot of tracks around the area that you wouldn't know you wouldn't know were here normally. I got gotcha. you. Uh, let's take it way back here now, Josh. How did you you know first get started riding dirt bikes? Uh, so my parents have a motor, they own a motorcycle dealership in Australia. So I think it's I think it had it for forty seven years or something. Wow. Like it's yeah, it's been running a long time. And I, so I just just growing up, I got into it and just would ride around the farm at the in Australia and uh, started riding a KX sixty. Actually, was my first race in ninety six. So it was a state motocross championship, and then just pretty much from there, uh, rode. There wasn't much, a whole lot of off road in Australia just because there's not so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so I'd ride local motocross and state motocross stuff. And then I had a, I had a ambitions of going to Europe to race world motocross was what I wanted to do, but I just didn't cut it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just being honest, I wasn't just didn't cut it at national motocross in Australia. And it was at one stage I was kind of upset about it, but then we started. I started back into off road a little bit and realised that. I was half decent at that, and and uh, one, and looking around, there was the GPs in Europe that I could go race all over here at GNCC, and at the time, uh, Watsy and Glenn were here, so uh, I just figured I'd come over and have a go, and, and that the rest is history, really. So, uh, it, I mean, it was it's good. Like I wouldn't change any of it. Uh, it's crazy, crazy to look back and think that I was just the town I grew up in kind of middle of nowhere um and i end up over here it's pretty cool so is it more like hair scrambles down in australia or is it kind of like the more desert racing 
Uh, so where I grew up, well, when I was back there racing, the, the last two years I raced the off-road championship, and it was more uh, full-gas-style racing. Okay. Yeah, so they, they have the desert races. They have the stank and another couple of desert races, but they were all, they were real far north in the country, so we never drove. Like, at that stage, they weren't that big, so we never drove up and did any of that stuff. And uh, uh, not never – there was a – we had a local – hair scramble series but it was uh, i raced a few of them in 05 and 06 i think but they never had junior rank like they don't have junior ranks or youth classes like they do here it was all just senior racing so i couldn't race them until i was 16 so that would have been uh 05 and 06 anyway so uh yeah it was i did as much as, as did as much racing as i could off road but for the most part it was like full gas format kind of deal yeah, I got you. That's interesting. I, I, was, I always think it's cool the different you know series that they have all over the world. So whenever I have someone that's not from the U.S. on, I like to, to ask that question. Another thing I wanted, yeah. wanted to ask Josh, so obviously 2010 crushed it for Suzuki over here in GTCs. Um, and then in 2012, we actually saw you sign with KTM to race some work series. What was the reasoning behind you know switching it up and how'd that works go for you? Yeah, so yeah, 2010... Well, from 2007 to 2000, end of 2011, I was just, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, 2010, I'd won the championship. And then they, we signed again. Uh, when I signed, it was a little strange. The salary didn't go up a whole lot after winning the championship. Well, actually, I don't think it went up any, but I ended up getting good bonuses. And not, I don't know, the old team manager left, and so we got a new team manager. It was just all really strange. And then, uh, the end of 2011, I, at the last round, I broke my leg. And then about two weeks later, so it was in uh, early November, I think it was, mid-November, that they told me that the team was folding up. So by that stage, all budgets, and at that, well, I was living in California for one. So by that stage, all the budgets were gone. Uh, so I really had nothing. And uh, the KTM team that raced the work series, uh, came up with a deal to ride works for a year. So uh, it was pretty much my only option at the time. Okay. And so I did it and it was, it was fun. Uh, I feel like I'll, the bike, I was on an old 450 uh, and the guys I was racing against were on the new fuel injector. So I was still on a carburetor 450 and they were on new, new equipment. So it was, it kind of sucked. I didn't have the best stuff to, to compete against the same mm-hmm. same caliber guys on better on better equipment so that was a bit of a bit of a bummer but i also wasn't 100 uh, percent healthy either so my leg took some time to heal up and then uh and then just the racing i because it was new to me i wasn't real sure like it was hard it, it was hard it was fast and deserty so uh i struggled a little bit i had a couple of good results but nothing spectacular and then i realized that i wanted to get back here and uh and race the gcc again mm-hmm. yeah i always thought that was a you know an interesting thing that happened obviously with suzuki folding up which was awful for the sport um or folding up their off-road program really sucked but i, I thought it was cool that you went over there and tried something new um but also was glad to see you back because it was cool it's always cool to have you know top caliber guys racing uh gcc's for sure but uh look looking forward Schedule is all messed up now because of, you know, COVID-19. I know we're going to High Point next, but have you heard anything else about where we're racing after that? 
Yeah, they announced it on the start line uh, on Sunday, but honestly, I can't remember. I think they said Ironman, like at Ironman Raceway, but not called Ironman. I think they were they said that it was called the Hoosier or something. Okay, but I'm not. I can't remember if that was after uh, High Point or I don't know. So I think, and I think they plan to still go to the Penton, but I think that's what they said. But they just not sure on mm-hmm. whether they can get it, whether it opens up. So I think High Point for sure, and then I think they have. They did say the dates. I don't really. I didn't really listen. So I just heard the locations, and that was about it. Uh, and I haven't read anything or seen anything else. So um, there's always rumors in the pits where we're yeah. going racing, and where, or where we aren't going. So I, to me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we, all I know is we're going to High Point in two weeks, and then after that one, I'll we'll figure out yeah. where we're going there, and and I'll worry about it then. So that's, uh, that's a cool. Yeah cool thing about off-road that they just got to find a, a big enough piece of land and they can have a race there like it's not like pro motocross where they have to find like a national caliber track you know so yeah definitely yeah. probably makes it easier on them. yeah yeah definitely and i think the so far i think the southern states have been opening up so that's why we we went back to georgia obviously and then uh coca was already on the schedule but uh i mean I, honestly i could race I could race Coker again. I enjoy that track. And, uh, I mean, I could probably race, even if they went to Florida again, I could race there. I enjoy it down there. Uh, I would, if we went back to big buck, it's not my favorite track, but, uh, again, it's not too bad. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not opposed to racing some more down South. That's for sure. <laughs> if they went to Florida, they'd have to have IVs or something. Cause it is brutally hot right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so unless they had it like after, like in November or something. Yeah. Like at the end of the year, that would be kind of cool. But uh, I know a lot of people at the end of the year live up north, so they don't want, they wouldn't want to travel that far. Mm-hmm. Or it goes for, goes goes for the Floridans that have to travel up north, I guess. So, yeah. uh, nah. So we'll see. I don't. I think it's cool they're putting in the effort to go racing. Man, it's crazy. We're still. I don't follow a whole lot of sports. I mean, I know NASCAR's running and Supercross is running, but other than that, there's not much. There's not much else running, so it's kind of cool. They're uh, they've been able to get the go ahead to go race, and and they're they're working hard to get dates out for everyone, so so we can go race and, and compete in the series. So I think it's. I mean, hats off to them for sure for doing it all. It's been awesome. Yeah, definitely. Because I'd I'd hate. It's been what four weeks since. Uh, well, sorry, three weeks since the Georgia race, so I'd hate to be sitting here around still for another three weeks and not have any races. Yeah, would have gone, would have gone crazy. Yeah, definitely, man. They're definitely working hard at getting it going. Uh, last question for you: You've been at this GNCC stuff for a long time now. What's your all-time, you know, favorite track? Um, I don't know, man. None of them are. None of honestly, none of them are super. Like they're fun to ride, but once you get done with the race and you're absolutely destroyed, mm-hmm. you're like, man, that was freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I I can't put it, my finger on any of them. I like. There's a lot of tracks I like. I it's more so conditions that I like. Like uh, last weekend, the conditions were fairly good, and then the first Georgia round, the conditions were super uh, ruddy and and like the ground was really soft. So I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, man. That's a hard one. Pretty much just the 
where where it's like if I see the weather leading up to a race and it's rained like Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then it might rain Saturday. Mm-hmm. Usually that means our track's going to be perfect. So um, I'm just I'm just look. I like I enjoy a perfect perfect dirt kind yeah. of track. So for the most part, um, the tracks once they've got the good dirt, they'll form up and all get ruts and mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy a track with ruts or. Um, yeah, just just good dirt, man. Like drink. Yeah. What do they call it? Hero dirt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And before I let you go, who do you want to thank? Yeah, no, I thanks for having me on. It was uh, it's good to catch up. Um, but yeah, Babbitt's online, Monster Energy, Kawasaki. Uh, they, I mean, without them. I wouldn't be racing probably, so it's, uh, I appreciate that. And uh, CD Fly, X Brand, um, my wife, jo- uh, my mechanic Joey, uh, and everyone. I mean, all your listeners for tuning in and listening. And uh, I mean, GNTC for getting us back racing, man. It's uh, um, without again without those guys, we'd be sitting on the couch getting fat. Yep. So it's good. For sure, man. Well, hey, best of luck at for the rest of the season, and uh, yeah, go kick some ass. All right, man. Thank you. See ya. What's up, guys? We've got some exciting news as our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, continues to push the bar with high-quality products. In addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer and pre-race spray whether you have a utv harley atv or dirt bike blood lubricants has you covered they're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level and they're already sponsoring top privateers like tyler bowers henry miller and bubba Polly. racing is in their blood but that's not all they want to hook you guys up as well head on over to bloodlubricants.com that's b-l-u-d lubricants.com and use promo code WHISKEY for 25% off your order. Don't need, No need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code WHISKEY at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green, hooking you guys up. High-quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. All right. On the line with me right now is a rider from South Carolina, but he's a world traveler. It's Austin Root. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Now I'm uh, doing good. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing good. Uh, happy that there's some dirt bike racing on TV now. Oh, dude, I'm so pumped, too, to watch a little bit. It's weird watching it with no one in the stands, you know. I was um, I was actually thinking about possibly doing the last couple rounds, but with all this craziness, you know, so far out, so far of a drive, I was like, I kind of skipped out on that, just waiting for outdoors to start. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, so I was going to ask you that. I saw you at Tampa yeah. racing some Supercross futures. I was wondering if you oh. if you were able to get your points before all this COVID stuff started happening or if you're going to have to do that again, but it sounds like you got your points. Yeah, no, I got my points. And speaking of that, no one's really known that. I kind of kept that on the down low. Um, once I got back from Europe, um, I had my FIM license and everything set to go, you know. So um, you're normally supposed to be able to – qualify to race you know having your fim license that's i had the same thing as what covington had um and when i got back 
Um, I didn't really, I didn't do much racing because when I, when I got back, I had a, a passing in the family. So um, after that, I, I really didn't ride much. And they contacted me and was like, hey, you got to do your points. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, they're making me do my points. And uh, no one else had actually, uh, like Covington and a couple other guys, um, they got off with not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I had my FIM license. If you read it, um, you're, you actually get to, uh, you're supposed to be able to race. But they were coming up with, since I had American passport, such and such, I had to race it. So, yeah, that was crazy, man. <laughs> it seems like uh, there's no, like, rule set in stone. It's kind of like they make it up as they go with the AMA, you know? Yeah, every every rule is, is that's exactly right. So, yeah, it's with the AMA. It's one thing's different from one rider to the next. And, you know, and they told me a week before, like, hey, you got to do these. And I'm like, I already signed up for my license and everything, mm-hmm. my Supercross license. And I signed up for them. And they took my money, blah, blah, blah. I had my license already. And then like a week before, which I haven't really rode so much just with everything going on. Um, they're like, Hey, you got to go to this, go to the futures. And I'm like, Oh my God, I had pretty much everybody in the sport call. Um, I know Ricky, I know I had everybody trying to vouch for me, you know, like, Hey, yeah. like this isn't right. You know what I mean? Cause there's other riders that had me if I met, FIM license came back over and raced and the problem was is because I was gone for a year so um I don't know so I just went and did them anyways it was it was fine it was whatever and and like I said then all this stuff started happening you know (laughs) with the COVID and I was like man I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just work on myself get back up to speed and uh yeah just get ready for you know outdoors it seems like even even it's racing right now, but it's still kind of weird. You know what I mean? I don't feel like everybody's racing right now, if it makes sense. Yeah, it's, you know, it just doesn't feel normal. No, and if you look at the lineup too, it's like you—I mean, just different guys are in the main than we normally see. You know what I mean? It's just different right now. Like mm-hmm. it's—I feel like there's still a lot of people that are out and not not chancing it. I know a lot of people that didn't go out there because of everything going on. You know what I mean? Didn't want to drive out there don't make it out there get stuck yeah, <laughs> in exactly. a situation so so yeah man it's uh yeah definitely wild times were you did you pretty much ride the whole time throughout all the covid or were you kind of just chilling out waiting to see what happened uh no i've been actually riding i'm actually down here in florida i'm actually training with uh tyler rasray and uh, man we've been grinding hard for the last uh three months so i haven't really i've been just staying quiet but i've just been really just doing my thing after the i had to go and do the licensing thing i was like for this for the amateurs supercross futures and i'm like man after i did that i'm like man i'm just gonna put my head down get back get back to where i was when i you know i mean just getting when i left for europe you know it just it took me getting used to coming back again Mm -hmm. so now I'm now I'm actually at a point where I'm feeling like man like two years ago when I did the full outdoor series, I'm actually getting in the flow of you know I'm on a good routine doing what I need to do each day, so it's good it's good. The last three months I've made some big improvements and uh, yeah just now I found out that we're racing in July. Super pumped on that. <laughs> um, 
it's uh it's gonna be pretty wild i i did you hear that we're uh racing one of the rounds at loretta that's that's what i've been hearing it's gonna be weird (laughs) yeah i made it i made a joke to my buddy yesterday i'm like dude now we first in 2020 we got the uh covid then we got the you know the protests the riots all this and now we're racing in 2020 at loretta lynn Mm -hmm. (laughs) pro national (laughs) i'm like what's what's next (laughs) exactly exactly that had that that has to help though knowing that you know july 18th they're gonna be racing you know when you're doing your training and stuff like that now you know for sure that something's gonna happen yeah oh yeah you're exactly right because me and tyla like i mean we're on a we're on a program we've been grinding pretty hard but we we're kind of like guessing, you know, hey, when is the first round? Because we can't really, you know what I mean? We got to adjust with our training program too, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't want to be at uh, July 18th and be already peaked out, you know. So I'm trying to find that. So now we know a set date, kind of what they're um, what they're thinking, Ironman, and now should be good. So we, we've actually came up with a plan and uh, – um, so it's a lot better now. Cause at first we were just kind of like, man, they might say we're going racing in a week and yeah. you know what I mean? We got to be re- You know what I mean? We're training so hard, but I was like, man, we've been at it for three months now hard. <laughs> so, but so it's a uh, thing. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I said, so Atila, um, who else are you riding with? Is there anyone else down there training or is it kind of just you? Yeah, it's kind of me as a, pro guy right now and he's actually getting his uh getting a place built um in claremont himself he's getting his own uh facility um so he's still working on that you know it's not one of those things that you just uh start up overnight (laughs) so and it no it's coming along though good um and he should have it up and running here soon like he's been at it so um and I'm pretty much his only pro guy right now until he gets his facility up. I know that there might be in talks of some other people coming, but as of right now, it's me, and then he's got a couple amateur kids. Um, and so we just been doing motos, all of us. So, And um, it's been pretty good, and just how, this little group that we, that we got. How did you get hooked up with him? Um, I worked with him actually two years ago. Okay. Um, t- two years ago, I worked with him when I was at I was at Sandbox. Um, I when I was riding there, he was doing all my um, off the bike training stuff. Okay. So I already knew Tyla, and then kind of he contacted me saying, "Hey, I'm open up a spot, and I got a spot available, and you know I want to be your guy, and you know I want to help you out because uh, you know trying to be that." So I'm right at that level. I want to be even more, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to make a stamp this year. So, and, uh, yeah, like I said, we've been just grinding hard, man. And, uh, and he's, it's been good cause he's been pushing me hard and, and he knows what it takes to be, you know what I mean? Top guy. Yeah. So, we, so no, it's, we got to get you down to a two digit number, Austin. Yeah, man. I know. I think I, uh, what was it two i think it was um two years ago um i i mean i think i scored i think i had a good bit of points but i missed it i don't know if you remember the last round at ironman um two years ago they um oh man they had the was that practices. mud fest right it was the mud fest yeah and then they had the practices where uh mm-hmm. b group went first 
and they they started at crazy times. Um, their times were like so much faster yeah. than ours. Like I I did a perfect lap. Like man, I was right behind. I think it was Cooper, Justin Cooper, and I did a perfect time. I come in, come into the mechanics area, and I'm like, dude, that was a good time, man. And my mechanic was just like, dude, you you're like you're not even qualifying yeah. and i couldn't believe it dude and then come to find out it was when like all those faster guys didn't make it yep and all i think what was there 20 over like 20 uh privateer guys that made it and in one race they bumped me out of my uh point jeez <laughs> yeah i think sales yeah. sales qualified fastest that day hunter sales yep. yeah i know <laughs> yep and and there were so many dudes that i I've never heard of, you know, I think they got lapped, like, mm-hmm. multiple times. Like, it was crazy. I watched, uh, I mean, it was me and I think all of Husky, all of TLD, all of yeah. JGR, 250 guys, none of them made it, and we're all watching. <laughs> it was it, it was crazy, and I think that, and I know Paul Pimex was like, dude, we got to get you a two-digit number, mm-hmm. dude. And, and then after that race, it kind of shot me because all these kids, one race scored all these points, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, dude, it was it's crazy, man. So no, this year for sure, I'll have it this year. I wish I had one even last year. Went to Europe, did that route. That was cool. But at the end of the day, it's just a number. You know what I mean? Still, yeah. I'm on. You know, I'm on the bike. I gotta, I'll. You know, I gotta prove to everybody that you know my riding will talk, even mm-hmm. if I have a three digit number. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Europe. I know last time we had you on was right probably right before the Ironman race uh 2018 when did you go on over yeah. to Europe and how'd that all come about yeah man um I know we haven't spoken in a while but when I was going bringing up all this I'm just having some thoughts about it all but yeah I um after the outdoor season I, I was in talks with you know riding with a couple teams over here for Supercross and you know at the time it was um I'm like, man, I really need to find something that can help me out a little bit more, get to the races. And, you know, I did that whole year as a privateer, did it with just me and my family. Um, when I was down at the sandbox and it just was tough. So when I went to, so when I went overseas, I did just, it was only for just a race. I told the, the team that I was going to ride for, I'm like, listen, I'm going, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I can't wait forever you know, to hear an answer. So I'm like, listen, I'm going to go over and I'm going to do a race. I'm just, all I had, all I planned on was doing one race over there. And I went over there, did a little supercross race in Italy. It was in Milan. They had like a big, uh, one of the biggest expo shows. They have like a supercross race there. And so everyone's there. I mean, all the MXGP guys are there. They're not racing, but most of like the guys that are into supercross in the Europe, you know, kind of like, um, I don't know. There's a couple of guys that came over here and raced, um, that raced it too. Um, fast Europeans. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I went there and I actually won my, f- the first night and, um, won that and man, it opened up some doors for me. And then I got offers to race, you know, the outdoor series, uh, over there, MXGP, couple rounds, do, um, do the biggest European series. And then I got offered to go do, um, ride for David Thorpe. Um, he's a world champion over there. His team do the little bit of, uh, he had a UK arena cross and then do the outdoors over in United Kingdom. 
So I'm like, man, this sounds pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything. I just, I literally packed, packed my bag for one race and didn't come back for almost a year. Jeez. <laughs> so, so I didn't come back because I just, you know, I figured, man, I have more opportunity here over there than I did here. I mean, I was like, man, I'm sick of, you know what I mean, trying to make a year when people are like, hey, I'm going to give you a bike, give you a little bit of a salary. And uh, so I tried tried it over there. It was it was definitely hard, man, for any American that wants to do that, man. It's, it's, whew, it's tough, man. Oh, I it bet. Is. I bet. And I'm sure it was weird, you know, going from, uh, you know, if you're from South Carolina to living in Italy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, um, and my girlfriend lives over there. So that made it a lot easier on me. And she, you mean, she's a translator and she helped me out a ton. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what made it easier for me. But I mean, just, just being over there, everything is totally different. The riding riding is different especially i think the thing that hurt me the most is when i was riding the sandbox and riding a track that was just perfect all the time going to like a pristine the best place you could be at you know what i mean everybody wants to be with those guys and ride the best tracks ever but literally it hurt me when i went over there because i struggled i mentally just i had to ride stuff that i've never ridden before so I had to mentally say, this is all I got. <laughs> like, this is, this is it. This is all I have, and I got to make the best of it. So, I mean, it was just mentally hard for me coming from America. And I think that's the problem with racing gear uh, kids have. When you get over there, whew, dude, you're not even close to ready. We have it made here. Yeah. Have it made. So, yeah, and then and then I just. And then now bringing that mentality back here um, of riding over there, it's literally just, I'm, I literally changed as a rider right now. Like, I don't, I, things that I used to would have complained about here, phew, I don't even think of that, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just totally different rider. So I literally, it, it made me stronger coming back here, that's for sure. That, I think that's why the Europeans do so good. You know what I mean? They they're like, man, these tracks are amazing. I can ride motos all day. <laughs> yeah. Like, because there's, there's, yeah, I'm not chewed. Oh, dude. It, in Italy, it's like, I don't know. There's a couple of good tracks, the GP tracks. I went to uh, Montava. There's one. There's one Ottaviano. That's another um, MXGP track. I would ride those. And they're kind of like a sandy base. But, man, there's some tracks in Italy that were so hard packed, dude. Like, I can't even explain to you how hard pack it is. I don't even think I've never rode anything like this. And, you know, they don't really, I don't know if they, they don't really have the funding like we do. So they can't really kill the track. They're not out there on the tractor. They don't have, they don't have dream tracks over there or, or, you know, all these guys, 402, they don't have any of that. They don't have any of these dudes over there building sweet tracks. There's, they've been left for years, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and riding stuff like that, man, it's, man, it, it literally, that's why I said it changed, changed my world. I told my parents, like, when I came back, even Tyla, I'm like, man, this, like, if you hear other kids, you know, complain about the track one day or something, me, man, I'm loving it because I'm I just, I've been used, I now know 
what I could be riding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. It just gives you like, like you said, man, a whole different mindset coming in. Yeah. And I mean, it made me definitely a lot stronger as a rider. So I, I I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see how my racing is going to be, you know, now that I've been up to speed, I got my bike dialed in and, uh, cause they, when I left, they changed the Huskies. Um, so I wasn't even used to that when I came back. So now I'm used to the new Husky design and figured it out a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I got a good setting right now, what I'm riding. So I'm pretty, um, pretty amped on July 18th, man. I'm pumped to pumped to start racing. Oh, I bet. Uh, it sounds like you had it, you know, pretty made in the shade over there. Why'd you decide to, you know, come back to the States? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of reasons too, man. It was just being, it's a lot of the reasons, you know, you already, you have that kind of doubt too, when you're over there, you're like, man, I really want to make it back home. You know what I mean? You're like, man, I want to race home. Like this is the place to race when you're over there racing. You know where everybody wants to race? They want to race in America. Yeah. You know, all the people I met are like, man, I want to come to America. And I'm like thinking to myself, I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can do that. I'm from there. And I, I, I now realize it was really nice over there. It was good, but it just, it's hard. If I started with racing over there, I think it'd be easier, but doing the two day formats and like the MXGP style, like they, they'd like stay at the track and everything. It's just a way different feel. Like I just miss the AMA style, how yeah. you come in, you do your, you do your work, you leave there. You have to go there. You have to figure out what kind of food you're going to eat. Cause you're in, you know, different countries and different languages. And I mean, it is awesome for sure, but it, it, it's a little bit stressful as being an athlete trying to do that, Yeah, you know, and, and trying to do that. And, and and especially when you're so far away from family and normally i i realize um the mxcp guys man they all come to the races with their family it's like a like when they go it's like a like a i guess like a loretta lens like a mini yeah. loretta lens like they come in the campers the whole family's there i mean it's like a it's crazy. It's kind of still like amateur racing, even though they're racing pro. They have everybody there with them. It's it's a big event. They're cooking out. It's all weekend. You know, long. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a weekend long thing here. It's just a different style. I like it. I like. I'm so used to coming in, racing, and then leaving. And yeah, I got used to that. So it's just multiple reasons, man. I came back, and then I had some family. You know, I had uh, to come back for some family um, things. And uh, so that's another reason why I came back. And then I kind of just took a little time off, man. And and that's why I didn't even do really wasn't even planning on doing Supercross, really. I was like, man, shaky because I, I just was trying to get my head right. And and uh, now I'm now I'm just like I said, just been low key grinding and, and in good place. So um i'm just you know i haven't i haven't even been on a gate drop in been a a while so and now that they're just starting i'm trying to find some races actually to go to you know and um trying to go get a gate drop or two before uh july 18th man (laughs) that's the thing with with florida we have like no like no fair races nothing like that man it's kind of or no real big money races you know throughout the summer and stuff like that which kind of sucks 
Yeah, I know there's really nothing really. And, I, and it's crazy because if you think about it, everyone wants to train in Florida now, mm-hmm. you know. Florida's like the hot spot of riding, you know, but we don't have the races. It's like right here in Florida, there's not many really races. I mean, there is the Dade City races, the Orlando races, but, man, we need to get some tracks like I wish even like WW, some bigger tracks. Yeah. Would uh would race a little bit more on you know, as I I mean I would be there but you know but if you're gonna say to a guy like me hey man you want to go to Dade City and race kind of you know I'm like eh yeah kind of you know yeah. it's just it's not really a track that you want to go as a professional want to go you want to go to but sometimes you you have to you know just to so, get the, the gate drops you know but as far as the track is the, it doesn't compare. Yeah, yeah, that stuff doesn't compare. We, I, as much as I want to rate our practice all the time, I mean, I monitor my heart rate. You know, I'm trying to get it up to where I'm at racing. It's still nothing's the same as racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing that beats racing. So, and I think everyone's kind of in the same boat right now. You know, what I mean, even though they're riding Supercross, look, they're not around fans, and and they're doing this whole what is it, three weeks, four weeks of Supercross, yeah, Wednesday, good. Sunday. Three weeks. They're going to be, yeah, they're going to be smoked. Like, <laughs> they're going to be, you know what I mean? That's a lot, a lot on them. And then to go back to outdoors, so that's why I'm kind of like, man, there's a lot of people that aren't racing too. So I think when outdoors, it kind of makes me feel a little better because everyone I think might be a little bit more even per se, you know, on the racing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, and no one's, no one's been riding really outdoors much since they started up supercross again so it's kind of worked out to my favor a little bit since i've been riding outdoors probably way longer than them yeah. already doing motos and 30s and stuff so so yeah i'm, I'm uh should be pumped man well you got no excuses so. now austin no no i know that i have no excuses you'll see me man i'm gonna be this will be a good year dude are you gonna make it to any the first one was well there was gonna be they were saying that WW was going to be the first one, and I was pretty pumped on that because, I mean, right in July, that would have been a really hot one, mm-hmm. you know. It would, it would have been good, but now I guess they're saying it's going to be – I don't know if they – have you seen they confirmed it, the like the series yet? I've only seen I've only some seen, races. They, like, confirmed that Iron Man was going to be the first one and Fox Race was going to be the last one. I mean – for for you, because you've been training in it, I'm sure you want a WW in July. But as a fan, as someone being in the races, man, it was so hot last year. I hope it's in October, because it's brutal. Oh hot. yeah, yeah, man. I that is true. I didn't get to race that one, but uh, man, I really wish I did. I mean, I heard that it was really hot. I was actually there. I flew in right then, and I met you. I yep. remember that. Yep. yep, I met you there, and that was. That was brutal hot. And hopefully, I, I heard that they changed some stuff, too, because when I went there, I literally flew in, went straight to that, met my dad. And uh, I heard that they're going to change it up and try to make some more, like, so you can see a little better. Yeah. Cause, man, it was tough to see. I heard that they were going to bank it up all around for the spectators and and uh, make it so where you can see a little bit, Yeah, this, was, I guess. It was terrible for viewing. I mean, it's Florida, so what are you going to really do, you know, but... They, they had to do something. I know, man. It's 
it is what it is. I mean, I knew that one was hot, though, dude. That was, I mean, I would love to do it if I was down here training in it. I wouldn't mind. But, man, I, I know what you're saying, though. But it's, I know, I'm just trying to wait. Still, man, I don't know if it's a confirmed thing or what. Me and Tyler are like, you know, they say July 18th, but we still want to see the rest of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? We want to see the rest of the season and and see exactly what's going on, yeah. where we're racing and and I would, um, I would so, think there's probably like one or two round where they haven't got like confirmation from the states yet, like Unadilla maybe because it's in New York and they don't want to like release the whole schedule and then have to change something around, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I know that's that's true and that sucks because man, I love Unadilla. Unadilla, that track's so good. There's going to be a lot of tracks that. I feel like we might not be able to race. You know, I think even Washougal, I don't know if it's bad up in Washington, but I think, you know, being so close to California, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they might not race. And I love those tracks, you know, and that's why they're going to race something like Loretta, you know, because I think they can, ra- I think if I, I think that they're going to race more at Loretta's than just one round. Right. I think we might race there a couple times. I'm I, that's what I'm thinking. Kind Maybe. of like how the Supercross thing is. That's um, kind of what I'm thinking. But uh, we'll we'll see, man. It'll be <laughs> we'll inter- interesting to see what they do at the track at Loretta's too, because it's definitely not national caliber right now. At how they run it for the amateur national, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know. I, there's no way that we'll be able to race it the way the amateurs do. And then, and then I'm thinking about all these dudes that are racing there. You know, you you leave Loretta's, and you're like, yes, I finally don't have to go back there. You know what I mean? And I left there on my my last year. I did well, so at least my last year was good. But I know a lot of years where it was terrible. You know, and mm-hmm. it just brings up a lot of those memories. So it'll be funny to have everyone back there racing. I think it would be just, I just thinking about it, it's going to be funny. Just, yeah. just back racing this this amateur race now. So much pressure, you know. What I mean, we that we thought when we were as a kid. That, it's, it, I, that's another one. I've never been there, but it seems like the viewing isn't ideal there either because it seems kind of flat. I might be wrong though. Yeah, it's no, it's not too too bad. It it, it is flat, but you somehow you can kind of see it's kind of like in a valley type thing. It's yeah. kind of like Bud's Creek type deal. Like not as hilly as crazy hilly. It's it's just like in a valley and it's so hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been to Bud's Creek, but no. dude, that one I think is like is worse than like uh, WW Ranch. Yeah. Like it gets so hot there. Like I don't know if it's just like the humidity. Something about that day. I went there the last two years, man, and it was brutal, dude. Like it was just so miserable hot. And that's kind of how Loretta's is. But I've heard that it's actually um, been getting a lot better for the amateurs. Like, in the last couple of years, it hasn't been as hot as mm-hmm. normally. So, but I think, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I know that the tracks, you know what I mean? How are they going to, because that track never changes for amateurs. Yeah. You know, all these years, all these years, it hasn't changed. So, it's, I mean, it's going to be weird because how are they going to change it just for the pro guys? You know what I mean? It'll be weird because that would be like the only time that track ever really gets got touched if they change it. You know? Yeah. I've thought about that. It'll be it'll be so, very interesting for sure. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I already know a lot. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I already know a lot of people that are excited about it, and they're like, I'm, I've am i seen on, like, you know, Facebook, such and such, and everyone's like, man, I'm definitely coming to that round. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for to see you out there. I'm definitely making it to the Tennessee round. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like a lot of people are actually pumped on it, I guess. So, I think just so. kind of something different. You know, when you ride the same yeah, tracks I, every year. True, true. You're exactly right. I wish they kind of did that. That'd be sweet. Huh? Every year, you kind of had different tracks. Maybe a couple the same, mm-hmm. but every year you would do different tracks. I think that would be pretty sweet if they could line it. I know that they sign contracts and get in like pro national tracks, but I think it would be sick if every year you guys you went to something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah just I think I think that would keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep it fresh because when you go to these tracks too, like, like I if you rode them, they're never really changed. Honestly, they're all the same. So every year the guys kind of get to ride the same track. Think of like, like Tomac. How many years he's been in the pros? Like a guy like that, or or a guy like Reed. You know what I mean? That's raced all these tracks. He's been racing the same layout as back when he was like sixteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. He goes to these tracks and he knows them. He can literally just on the back of his hand know all these tracks. So uh, it would be cool if they switched it. But uh, nah, man, I I just can't wait to start racing, dude. And I hope that the outdoors, we can have the fans out there. Because, man, just looking at the Supercross and watching that, like last night, I just, man, it just sucks without the fans. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know something about just not yelling not screaming no uh yeah just it's just not the same could you imagine could you imagine red bud without fans oh dude thank dude i I couldn't do it i (laughs) i know i could dude that is the round that i love the most man those people get me so pumped up like when i'm in like 25 minutes of my moto and i'm just dying dude you Mm -hmm. got a guy he is cheering you on, dude. And, he, like, that's what gets you just, I mean, God, I love that, dude. That is the biggest thing for racing for me is the fans, man. Like, it's so cool to have them, and and they literally just give you that extra, like, motivation. I Every rider will say the same, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they just, you know what I mean? That's what racing is about, man. It's, uh, if they have to, if they do that to Outdoor Nationals, man, that'll just be, whew. Well, I don't. I think, they, I think they have to have fans because I don't think the Nationals make <laughs> enough profit, you know, just off the TV deal. True. So for, for, yeah. For them even to run the series, they're going to have to have fans. Maybe it's a, they only sell a limited amount of tickets or whatever, but there's definitely going to yeah. be fans there. There has to be. There, Yeah, there, there definitely does. I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole Supercross with no fans? I mean, I, I want to know what people think, too. Like, I don't – I haven't seen too many. I know – couple people i've seen but i haven't really seen too many people saying anything about it have you uh not nothing crazy uh honestly so sunday's race felt really weird it also because it was on during the day and it was a sunday and everything else no fans but i feel like last night's race felt a little more normal maybe just because it was at night but uh it's definitely yeah. weird yep, it's definitely yep. weird and like the podium interviews and all that stuff <laughs> and it's just weird like i have the gold app and like during the intermissions or whatever commercial breaks, they would show the pits, and it was just a bunch of rigs, no people walking around, nothing. It's it's definitely odd. 
Yeah, dude, I, 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 I have gold too, and I watched it last night. And I know what you're saying. It was just the pits. Everything's empty. And I, the, the interviews, they're so far away. It's mm-hmm. just not that, like, that feeling. Like, I, I wonder how the guys feel racing. You know, I'm not there, so I, I wish I was. But I wonder how the guys are feeling racing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's got to feel weird lining up, knowing that you're going to do a main event, a Supercross main event, when nobody in the stands. Well, just line, lining up on the gate and not hearing the announcer, you know, screaming and whatever, doing whatever he does and the crowd going crazy and all that stuff like that, or no opening ceremonies, like, it's got to be weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's, man, it's just crazy times. Just crazy times, but I'm just hopefully when July 18 comes around, everyone, you know, hopefully this thing starts to get better, starts to go away, this thing, get things back to normal, man. Yeah. We just. I just can't wait and uh, can't wait to go racing and have everybody there. That's what makes racing, dude. The fans, you know, friends, family, whatever, dude. That's that's what racing's about, man. So I'm just, dude, I haven't raced in a year, and I'm just so itching to go. Yep. Like, I'm just thinking about it, and I'm just like, man, dude, I just I can't wait. Can't wait to get out there, dude. Like, yeah. the way I've been riding lately is me to have a race this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, just in the first outdoors, I'm like, man, I just. I've been feeling really good on the bike, so I, I can't wait, man. Can't yeah. wait for the first round. I'm sure and you're, I, and you're then, Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to do the 250s. I'm doing 250s, but I might throw in a couple 450 rounds. I'm not sure yet. I'm still debating on what class I'm going to do. I've been practicing the 450 a lot. I've been riding both bikes, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to debate on which one, um, which one I'm going to do. So... Um, yeah, just kind of debating because, man, it's a lot of money to do 250 class, yeah. you know, but I think it's more rewarding in the 250 class because if you are doing good in the 250 class on your bike versus those guys' bikes, you know, it's pretty rewarding um, at the end of the day. And, I, you know, I feel like people notice that more. Yeah, so, yeah I think so, too. I, like, I feel like people notice the privateer, like, like Nick Gaines last year, he was getting, like, you know, 14s and 15s. They noticed him more than uh let's say like henry miller who's getting like 12th in the or 11th in the 450 class i know and I, I that's exactly right man i know it's way more expensive but i feel like like a guy like nick Gaines, i'm surprised he didn't uh get anything i know i watched all the races last year he rode really well you know it's just crazy how there's not many teams you know there's just mm-hmm. And a guy like him to get, yeah, I mean, that's amazing, dude, to get even top 20 in that class with a privateer bike. I mean, it speaks a lot. Because anyone can get a 450, you know what I mean? And you're all already pretty competitive, yeah. kind of, with the 450 motor. I mean, shoot, no one really wants to mod 450, man. Yeah. <laughs> Slap an exhaust and, and some suspension on there, and you're good to go. And, yeah, you're pretty much good. I might do a couple rounds. Just, and it's easier for you to get your points, too. I mean, to get double digits in 450 class, I mean, it's not that bad. But 250, man, I, I want to be that guy in 250 class. Yeah. Like, no excuses. Like, even on my privateer bike, you know. So, and I just feel like there's more riders in the 250 class. Like, if you look at, I mean, a lot of people do 450, but honestly, like, there's not many riders. There's 10 guys on that line that are, are factory 450 riders. And those guys are 
really, really good, you know? Yeah. But on the 250 class, you have 25, at least two years ago, 25 guys that were on the 250 class. So there's just more more possibilities. If someone gets injured, such and such, or something, there's more fill-in spots, mm-hmm. or someone's out, then, yeah, I think the 250s is kind of the way to go. Because if you're there, if you're right there, you know what I mean? You're the, you're the next guy. They're like, listen, we need to put someone on this bike. And um, and if you're if you're already riding really well, you're close to the top tens, and you're knocking on that door, they'll be like, hey, let's give this guy a shot. Yeah, you know exactly. So, How many times yeah. have we seen like the best guy, let's say on a husky, gets to fill in at Rockstar if, if one of their guys goes down? You know, so. It, it, yep, I exactly. So that's kind of why I'm I'm just leaning towards more two fifty again. But you know, when things start getting crazy and bikes start, you know, it's hard to keep up bikes i might throw in a couple 450 rounds but um it just depends you know so my goal is right now though to do the full 250 class and um and yeah that's that's kind of what i want to do right now and and if you know something like that happens this year where i'm right there i want to be that guy that's literally the first guy that they call so that's my goal (laughs) so and yeah just got to take it round by round and uh and just been I've been enjoying motocross more than I ever have right now. Just the riding, the training, just yeah, everything. I've been enjoying it the most right now. So well, you know what so they say, fun is fast. So if you're having fun, you're probably yeah. going fast. Yep, and that that is totally me, man. If I'm having a smiley face, I'm having a good time. That's when you know I'm riding good. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So, but yeah, dude. I hopefully, hopefully, I'll see you at a few of them. Hopefully, you can make it out. And, uh we do one of these again but maybe maybe different maybe we do like uh like a video or such or yeah. uh something like that at the um at at the race yeah for pretty sure. cool and you know being down in florida too so you're not too far from me we'll, we'll make something happen yeah we'll do something for even the guys listening and stuff i want to do something a little different i actually want to start up doing some different stuff you know once racing starts i've just been grinding keeping it you know just on the low, but I kind of want to just involve more people and get more people around and, uh, and, and make it a good year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to have a lot of people just at the races, you know what I mean? Come up and, and want to chat and whatever, you know what I mean? It's, um, and I actually like being, cause lately we've been going to local tracks too. So it's been cool, man. Just even a lot of people coming up to me and like, I haven't seen in so long and, and they're like, man, I've been following you. Where'd you go last year? I watched that you went to Europe, such mm-hmm. and such. And it's been cool though, because uh, I can help out a couple people out at the local tracks, man. It's been, it's been fun, dude. Actually, even going to a couple like the other day, I told you I went to Orlando yesterday, and you know, just just seeing people, you know, meeting people, and they're, you know, I mean, just they're like, oh man, I can't wait to see you race this year. So, and uh, yeah, it's it's been good, man. I'm just. I'm just ready to, um, like I said, for Tyler's place to be open too, because then, then it'll get a little bit more private, and uh, you know, sometimes it's tough when you're out there too with um, just other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That private tracks, man. It's just, it's so hard nowadays, man. Everyone, and I think that's another thing, dude. Just everyone, like I go to these tracks, public tracks and stuff, dude. There isn't one person that really comes there, man like that's decent like a decent rider yeah. like 
everyone, everybody's at a facility nowadays. And I think that's kind of, I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean, it kind of sucks. Like, let's say if you wanted to go ride somewhere, you, you or you wanted to go see someone ride that's pretty decent or race the pro races, you'll never be able to see them unless you go to the races. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you last time I saw like a, just even like a local pro out at one of the, you know, the local public tracks. It's been public it's been so long i think mm-hmm. jeff walker at like 74 mx down in puna gorda was the last time like three years ago you know it's crazy yeah i i know no one no one goes to these tracks and that's why i i find it i mean i like that's why i was saying i like going because there's a lot of guys that are like man i just you know what i mean i don't know i don't really i know who you are but i've never seen you ride before i've been mm-hmm. getting like i've never seen you in person man you ride really and i'm like man i know that's true i've been thinking about it i'm like that's because I, uh, two years ago, I just you just I rode at a facility. That's all I saw. Never saw anybody else. And sometimes it makes it more fun, kind of fun to actually ride at a public track, meet some different people, and and because uh, when you're just riding at a facility by yourself or riding with a couple guys, it kind of gets boring, dude. It's just you know, it's you start realizing, man. Why, you know, I mean, back in the day, you remember like Stewart and stuff. He would go to a, a public track and go out and rip around oh, Dade City. I used to see uh, James at Bithlow or Orlando MX all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, and it's sick. People were like amazed that he was out there, mm-hmm. and that's what's cool, dude. It's I like that. I think that's cool. But I mean, you'll hardly ever see any guy out there doing that now. And I want to be that guy. You know, even if I'm a top guy like i want to be able to still go to the local track some days a week and still do my thing but still see everybody you know what i mean so and um i think that's good for the kids too like kids growing up man like they want to see guys that pro guys you know what i mean they want to see give give someone to look at like like right now i mean there's just i've been going these public tracks dude and there's just nobody just nobody no one no one out there riding because everybody's at a facility or some kind of private place. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy, dude. Nowadays, and um, but yeah, dude. Nope. Yeah. Anything I, else? I I you know I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, it is it's crazy to think like maybe I just noticed it because it was always California, but in Florida, everywhere you look, man, there's a new so and so training facility, so and so training facility. So I agree um, with you 100. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just, I feel like, man, it's just taken away from the sport a little bit, you know? It's just, well, like, I know, and then the... Go to, like, a local, just a local motocross race. There's no one there. Like, when I was a little kid, the gates were always packed, and now no one goes. Yeah. No, they all want to go to the selective races yeah. and stuff. You're exactly right. When I was lining up, I mean, I was lining up back in the day with everybody. Mm-hmm. From Matt Rath to Cooper, all those kids. They were all around, you know. What I mean, we went to a race every single weekend, yeah. and now that Tyler's training, you know, he's got some of the amateur kids. They never race. I'm like, dude, so weird. Mm-hmm. Like they, they do I remember racing a year, and that's it. That and that's it. And I feel like that hurts them, man. Like that's the one thing I love about the Europe racing is um, for the amateur scene is how they do the EMX and the 85. Like they do like. 30 minute motos dude they already start mm-hmm. them as a 125 and 85 rider doing 30 minute motos which is which is sweet man here these kids 
they they do that once a year. You know what I mean? We do that once a year doing thirties for the for the amateurs. I feel like I feel like I wish that I could make a change or something in the motocross mm-hmm. and and uh, and do something different for the amateurs. You know, you pay all this money to go to the racing and you do five laps. Yep. <laughs> you know, well, I a- wish it was a little bit different i just had uh josh strang on he just won the camp coker gncc and he was saying the same thing like he sees a lot more people come into gncc's now because you know they can actually ride for more than five laps and they go out and you know try to oh race. yeah dude yeah. I, I that is so true man i actually saw he did win that that was freaking sweet yeah. yeah i know i saw he, he uh hasn't won one of those in what i think it was been a couple yeah, years before yeah dude yeah that was sweet i i rode with him a little bit um a little bit, not that long ago, when I was back up in North Carolina, mm-hmm. he's he's got some cool private tracks to ride and stuff. And when I come back up, I go ride with him a little bit. Yeah, he's a cool guy, man. And I, I know I saw that. I don't know if you ever remember that place or not, or if you've ever been racing yeah, in the I, Carolinas. Which place? But I don't Camp Coker. Oh yeah, the one I, that they just. I raced there last year, GNCC. Oh, you raced there last? I didn't even know they had it last year. Yep. Dang. Okay, dude, that place is unreal, dude. Like, I remember racing there when I was, oh, I was a little kid, dude. I mean, I was probably eight years old. I was racing there pretty much all my, that used to be the place, dude. Really? Do they still have the track? Can you oh, yeah. see it or no? That, that, you you ride oh. on it in the race. GNCC. Really? Yeah. Dang, I dude. Os- used to- Osby raced it last year. Josh did. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty dude, close to club. I would- yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's close. I would, dude. I would love to ride there. I remember there was an old pro that had a even a supercross track behind that place. Really? Um, I don't know what his name was. I don't. Oh, gosh, I can't think of the pro. Yeah, he used to be like a factory rider. Had a freaking track right behind Camp Coker Supercross and everything, dude. That track is that track gets rough on. Huh? That's some dude, that's some deep sand. It, that's some Florida <laughs> sugar sand they got up there. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing the GNC. I would love to do one of these. One of these days, I'm going to do a GNCC. I just want to try it. I just yeah. want to go do it and say I did one. We got some. I just wanted. We got some gnarly hair scrambles down here in Florida, man. If you if you stay down here for a little longer after outdoors, come race one. Oh, dude, I'll do one of them. Yeah, you'll have to sit, let me know. I'll I'll do one. I, I swear. I'll because then I'm gonna, after I do one, I'm gonna sell my bike. <laughs> it'll probably be it'll be toast. Nah, but you'll yeah. Be all right. I, I, yeah, I, I want to try one though. I, I I'll I'll be down. I want to just do more, just even this year, dude. Do different stuff. I want to race the outdoors, but then after I want to just race more. I want to do. I want. That's my plan. I wanted to race more this year, you know. And when you're training in Florida, it's so good, but you're so far away from the races. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everything seems to be in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Well, Georgia's not bad for me, but still, the as far down as we are. Yeah, it takes me dang, it takes me six hours just to get to somewhere to ride in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's crazy. So that's that's the only problem. I, and everything seems to be up north. And um, I was actually thinking about going to. Um, I think they got a they got a regional for the amateurs. One of the kids wanted me to come up and just do the practice day. At um, high point. At high high point, and yeah. then they got a practice day. At, um iron man i was like man i might just come up and yeah. practice <laughs> that's a so, long way though it's a long drive that is a long way it is especially when we got racing that's 
um, you know, a little over a month. So I'm, I'm just kind of just like, man, I'm just going to chill out and make sure everything's ready. So right now it's like, now I'm trying to gather up everything, get all my sponsors together, you know? So, uh, I'm luckily to still have, when I came back, I still have fly that's helping me a ton this year. I got hundred percent, which all the, all my gear, I got a couple guys, you know, like no toil and guts racing, all them, all this, all the same sponsors that I had two years ago are still helping me a tremendous and which is awesome, dude. So, so I'm pretty pumped on everyone that's, you know, been supporting me still since I've came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely, man. Well, uh, I'm going to let you go here, man. And best of luck yeah. moving forward. We'll talk some before. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely see you at one or two this year. Yeah, dude, we'll get together since you're in Florida and come out and, uh, actually, uh, like to have you come out before I actually, uh, the racing starts, yeah. come yeah. see what, uh, come see what we're doing and what, I, you know, the training. So, yeah, we'll, we'll but no, thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show again, dude. Um, I'm pretty pumped. Hopefully everyone likes it. And, uh, yeah, good to catch back up. And, yeah, you'll see me July 18th, uh, first round at Ironman. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you have a good rest of your week. All right. You too, man. See ya.